0: Wait, 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 if you have just a few seconds, let me tell you about my podcast really quick. I'm Jasmine W, comedian and host of Colored Couch Conversations. You heard me, Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I sit down with black women and women of color to have some serious and not so serious conversations on my couch. We discuss everything from life lessons, to mental health, to natural hair, to white guilt and bad dates. We even give advice in what I call the the Keep It Real Corner. You can find Colored Couch Conversations for free. Yes, free wherever you listen to your podcasts. Listen to a black woman. Y'all need us now more than ever. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO, and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Hey, Shalloners, welcome to the Girl on Top podcast, and that's right, things are a little bit different. Now, if you're just listening along on your regular podcast platform, you might not notice any sort of difference here, but... This podcast is now on YouTube. So some of you guys are watching along. And this is kind of a new thing that we're doing. My management team suggested it. We're porting everything over to a new platform. So you might have to give me like an episode or two to kind of work out the kinks because I really want it to be seamless and slick and professional. And sometimes when I'm on video, I'm I'm kind of a blabbermouth and I'm not quite as like eloquent and controlled. So Give me an episode or two and we're going to get everything on track. But the format's going to be the same. We're still going to answer all of your best questions from the week. Same good content, same good advice. And we're going to say hallelujah. We're ready to receive the message. But before we can receive our message, it's really important that we get our head right. Okay, so let's all take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth and one more. And this time, hold your breath a little longer. And exhale. Take your tongue off the roof of your mouth, drop your shoulders, relax your jaw. I really believe it's important to open our mind. Just the way when we go to like a spa or a salon and we get a facial, the first thing they do is exfoliate your skin so that it can absorb the products a little bit better. And yes, I believe exfoliating your mind is just as important as your skin. Okay, so let's jump in. Let's let's get started. And just a reminder, if you guys want to submit a love question of your own and you need help with me something, you know, one-on-one, find me on my website, shallonlester.com and click get help. And if you ever want to submit something and just like really don't want it to be on the podcast, just say that, like say keep private because one of you guys was like, please don't put this on the podcast because my friend listens and she's going to know it's about her. <laughs> Look, I got you. I got you. And all of the names that I use when I share the questions are completely fake. So I'm not like Tamara Barney lives in Orange County, California. That's a real housewife, so. okay. so Lili had this question. She's like, I'm 22, and some really intense things happened to me when I was young, and I haven't had sex, and I want to wait until I know a guy is fully invested. How do I tell a guy that I want to wait to have sex for like a long time, like 12 to six months, maybe even marriage, and still appear sexy? So it's because of what happened to me that I want to wait, and I don't need to get into it. But I've met guys willing to wait but they were virgins and religious, and I'm not like a super religious person. I'm just sort of traumatized. So the guy I like now is an ex bad boy, and he has girls falling all over him. He's crushing on me right now and trying to progress things, but you know, I'm a flirt, and I don't know how he's going to feel when he finds out that I want to wait. This is a really good question. I've talked about it a lot. I was a virgin for a really long time till I was almost 22. And yeah, it wasn't because I was religious, it was Almost the opposite. Like I knew once I started my sexual career, I was gonna like go pro. <laughs> not pro as in a prostitute, but like I was gonna wanna have a lot of regular sex and I wasn't gonna lose it to just some like turd off the street where he's gonna like zip away in his lowered Honda and be like, all right, well, you've awoken a beast and now it 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 needs to be fed. So I would struggle with this too. And this is what I've learned. You know, we have to remember that boundaries are not meant to please people outside of them. They're meant to keep people within those walls safe, you know? And when you build a fence on your property, you, you're not like, oh my God, and the neighbors are going to think I'm such a jerk. Oh no, what are people going to say? No, you're not. you're not concerned with their reaction to your safety measures, right? You're like, I'm doing this for me. This is what matters. And like, I don't care if you don't like it. And another thing boundaries do is that they let douchebags self-identify. Right. If we put up a boundary and a guy's like, oh, oh, my God. Great. You know what? Thank you. Thank you for self-identifying and weeding yourself out, Mr. Fuckboy. I appreciate that. You know what I always say? You give people enough rope most of the time they're going to hang themselves. Boundaries only piss off people who benefited from you not having any at all. Right. Someone who actually respects you, they're going to respect your boundaries and they're going to like it. A quality guy is going to be like, you know what? Of course, I want to like get up in there, but she knows herself and she respects herself. And that means she's going to respect me as her partner. She's going to respect other people in her life. She is an alpha female. She's not apologizing for who she is, what she needs, what she wants. She's like, this is me, like it or leave it. And that's the kind of energy a quality guy wants to be around because he's going to be bringing that same energy. But you're right, like in terms of when you kind of like drop this bomb is is difficult. So you got to be upfront about it. Don't try to say this when the bra is off, there's the dry humping, blah, blah, blah. You got to do this upfront. And no, it's not something that's fun to bring up on a first date. But dating is about logistics. It's about alignment of character. And if you don't feel comfortable speaking your truth, then you are going to be very, very easily manipulated. You know, like you got to get comfortable and got to get okay with not everyone agreeing with you. Do you know how many enemies I have? A lot. A lot. And it's like, well, I don't know. The sun keeps shining. God's still on the throne. I am thriving and making money. So your opinion of me actually doesn't really add up to much. You know, so like keep on posting about me. It just just clicks and it's just views and I make more money. But this guy, though, I sense some red flags. Like reformed bad boy is like, the phrase porn star virgin or pacifist assassin. It don't go together. And I don't know what you're basing his reformation on. He's still single, right? It's not like, well, he's reformed and he's had a girlfriend for two years and blah, blah, blah. It's like he's got girls trailing him around. How do you know that? Has he told you that? Is he making it known on his social medias? Is he posting about a different girl on his stories every time he goes out? That's not reformation. Men, I always say this, like any virus, they learn to adapt. They learn to shift and morph into what their host needs and what will sustain them. Players only love you when they're playing. Stevie Nicks, our white witch and our queen, said that, and she was not wrong. You know what I mean? Like, we always think of players and fuckboys as being very, like, obvious. You know, it's like, I want to fuck you. You want to come over and do anal? No, they're pretty slick. And they see a quality girl and they're like, all right, I'm going to have to tailor my approach. I'm going to have to like go in through the side door and not like be so overt. So he's going to make it sound like I've changed. I've learned. Okay, then hit him with great. That's perfect. I'm so glad we're on the same page because I want to wait like six months before I sleep with someone. Uh, And again, if he's like, but look, Very few guys are going to be like, well, I just want to fuck, so you're not for me. Like, They're not going to come out and say that. We have to look at their behavior, right? We have to observe and read between the lines and not at all, not at all listen to what they say. Only observe what they do. Is he just texting you? Is he just Snapchatting you? Or is he taking you on dates? If he's taking you on dates, all right, you know, he might be a legit person. But look, like I said, you got to get comfortable with your boundaries. Because if you're serious about it, and you should be, whatever your truth is, that's great. Who cares? Like, live live your life for yourself. But you have to be OK disappointing people. Because I guarantee you, fuckboys are fine with disappointing you. So Kiki sent me this one. She said, my first relationship ended two years ago. And now I'm in college. And I'm really finding it hard to meet people. I've been on a lot of like Tinder dates. And that's kind of the only way I meet guys. I don't really have friends to go out and meet people with, but these boys just seem really into me, but then I always end up getting ghosted. I've kind of always been alone in my life and maybe I'm just like used to that. So it's hard for me to open up to people because I'm not sure why this keeps happening. How can I be more open with guys and how can I have more confidence so I stop attracting douches? Okay, so I the reason I put like a character cap on my submission form is because I think it is so, so important how we choose to sum up a situation. You know, when we have to condense something down to the TLDR, how do we describe our life, ourselves, our history, and the people that we date, right? And I got all the information I needed to in her message when she said, I don't really have friends. This is where she needs to start. So like, you need to focus on friends and not boys. Friends are the foundations of happiness. They are. I'm an only child. I don't have siblings. My friends are my sisters. Like, I would give them kidneys. I would murder someone. I would alibi someone. I'll probably murder someone eventually anyway. And, you know, I'm sure when I do, they'll probably deserve it. And it will probably be someone who crossed one of my best friends, you know? I don't need to murder my own enemies. Like, they're killing themselves from the inside out. I will murder someone else's. Maybe one of you guys. I don't know. No, one of your enemies. I mean, not one of you. I'm getting off topic. Friends are crucial because they teach us how to open up. They teach us how to be vulnerable. They teach us how to have bonds, how to trust. They're memory keepers. They're cheering section. They are our Greek chorus when we do something wrong. Like when I go through something and it's like, oh, Becca doesn't like that I'm doing this. I'm like, you're just giving your intuition the name of Becca. It's really your other half, like the angel on your shoulder being like, don't do this. You look stupid. You know, and it's like, Thank you. I need people in my life to keep me on course and corrected. And I do that for them. So until you have those bonds, you're never going to have a healthy relationship with a guy. I don't know a single girl who's a bad friend but has a great relationship. Not one. Not one. I don't care if she's married and she's got three kids and it looks perfect on the outside. If you're a shitty friend, you've got a bad relationship. Why? because then that man is your entire social world. That isn't healthy. And I've dated guys who were on the flip side. They didn't have any friends. And it was very, very stressful for me as a partner because, God forbid, I wanted to go out to brunch and get drunk. It's like, I got to get home. He's waiting there. He's like a cocker spaniel. He's nothing to play with. And it's that is not fair for me. I felt guilty for my partner. If we got in a fight, he had no one else to turn to. If we broke up, like he kept trying to hold on to me because I was his I was his everything, you know, and that's really, really tough. So if you want to have healthy relationships, it has to start on the micro. It has to start with friends. And I know what you are I know what you mean. Like there's no app for friends. I mean, I guess Bumble does have apps for friends. If you have had success like Bumble for friends, let me know. You know, how I feel about Bumble for dates. Do not do it. But it's very, it's a lot easier to get on Tinder and find a date with a guy and have someone to talk to than it is to build a friendship. Tinder is a sprint. Friendships are a marathon, you know? It takes a lot more cultivation, but the payoff is unbelievable. Like I could cry talking about my friends. I'm obsessed with them. The tit friends, I post about them all the time. I love them. I'm so lucky. But they are my priority. Boys aren't, and they never have, well, But like when I made the shift, I was like, no, my friendships are the priority. So that's where you need to start. Throw yourself into some new activities, some hobbies, some workouts, something intellectual, something creative, and just endeavor to talk to one person. You're not going to go to Pilates and be like, this is my new tribe, ride or die. Endeavor to just meet one friend. Make, talk to one new person a week, you know, and it's important to remember that the very first person you meet, that that tier one contact, is not necessarily going to be your absolute bestie. Most of my friends were through someone else, and we ended up like cutting out that that connector person, you know. So see where it goes, because like I said, you really need. These relationships, and they're going to tell you how to love. So focus on that. I know it's not the quick fix you're looking for, but if you want to craft a healthy relationship going forward, friends are the way to get there. Now, if you're listening, we're going to be back in just a few seconds after some word from our sponsors. BRB. I queue up this next thing. What's going on, guys? Lev Fur, comedian and host of the Young Daddy podcast, here. Just wanted to quickly tell you to come check out the show for super honest, hilarious, raw advice on everything dating, sex, and just you know, just about everything else. Sometimes I rant about Hillary Clinton. It is you know, things are going to happen. So check out the show, Y U N G Daddy. Give it a listen. Go subscribe and holler at us. We'll see you soon. OK, and we're back. All right. Mel submitted this question. She says, hello, my gorgeous queen. <laughs> you guys. Oh, I love you. She said, I've been watching you since sixth grade, which is like blows my mind. And I'm in the 11th grade now. I have a few problems. My first being the guys never approach me. I always hear like, oh, guys like you, but they don't want to say anything. I have a twin brother, so like maybe that's why. My other problem is that I get tired of guys really fast. I don't like romantic gestures at all. So the second a guy starts showing interest or does something romantic, I become repulsed and I don't want anything to do with him. The last thing is that I like I like guys who are older and I have no idea why. Okay, well you like guys who are older um, because they're just more they're more self-possessed, they're more in control of themselves, they're more mature. And look, if you're in 11th grade, you what like 15, 16, Guys your age are like a single cell protozoa version of a regular grown man. So it's not, don't think that you're, that everyone else is getting these dream relationships. They're not. And don't think that guys are like these Prince Charming's to everybody else. They're not. They're, they're literally still doing that floss dance from Fortnite. Like they're assholes. They're just idiots. So don't even stress about that. But I do think the issue The red flag I see is that you don't like romantic gestures, right? The reason you don't is because I don't think your self-esteem is where it needs to be. So, like when I was 24, I dated a guy who was a millionaire, and he was my age, and that was like very intimidating for me. I was a waitress at the time. And I went out to New York to see him, and I was like so insecure. I was freaking out. And I, my insecurity was so bad that I felt like oh my God, like icky and overwhelmed and like it was too much when he paid for my lunch at Chipotle. First of all, can we talk about how lunch was $9? Number two, I hate Chipotle. I hate it. I have the cilantro gene. Do you guys know about the cilantro gene? Like it's proven, the New York Times wrote about it. It's a a genetic mutation that you don't like cilantro. It makes it taste like soap and it's tied to people with Germanic heritage. So it's like, yeah, it's like blonde hair, blue eyes, like Viking people or barbarians. We don't like cilantro. We don't like it. Anyway. And also he should have been taking me to like per se for lunch or like Il Molino, not Chipotle. But that's the point. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe he paid for my lunch. This is too much. Like I feel so guilty. It was a $9 burrito that I couldn't even eat because it was disgusting. But that's where my self-esteem was. I didn't even think I deserved that. And later that year, I went through like the Shallon self-improvement project everything shifted after him. I, I've talked about this before. I dated a dude who had a girlfriend and I was entangled in that for so long. And then I had this like aha moment. I'm like, I am getting played. I am getting played. I am a clown inside my own life. So I got my head together. I started focusing on my goals, not like going out and partying or pleasing a guy or running over to his apartment or making excuses for his shitty behavior. I got myself together. I became the alpha female. I knew I was meant to be inside. And when I went through that shift, What I started expecting from my partner shifted immensely. Romantic gestures no longer made me uncomfortable. It was like, thank you for acknowledging my queen status. I will take those flowers. It wasn't something I liked. It was something I demanded. you know, And not in a pushy way, like, you don't get me this. But it was like, this is simply my standard for treatment. Of course, you're going to open my car doors. Of course, you're going to be the one making plans. Of course, you're going to be the one surprising me with thoughtful gifts and back rubs. Of course doing that for you. You know, I always know that I am a good girlfriend. And now I, for the first time in my life, expect that back. I'm not making excuses for someone who's shitty and doesn't step up to the plate. you know. So I really think that's where you need to start. Because you need an inventory of your gifts. You need to know you're a badass, you're smart, you're capable, you've got this goal, you have this accomplishment. So then when someone doesn't meet that standard, it's like, who the hell are you? Like you just don't tolerate it. You don't tolerate it because you don't need to, because you are at home inside yourself. I like my surroundings. And I mean, literally like my apartment. I love being in my apartment and I love being in my, my mind and my body most of the time, (laughs) you know, like we all struggle with it. But when push comes to shove, I know what I'm worth. And we all have to get to that point if we want to live a happy and fulfilled life. So you might as well start at 15. So Katie sent me this. She's like, I've been seeing this guy since August. We met through my previous job. He checks all of my boxes. He, I've never felt like this about anyone before. And he says he feels the same way. Despite introducing me to his friends, making time, paying for dates, blah, 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 he hasn't asked me to be his girlfriend. And he hasn't introduced me to his family. And family is important to him. They have very traditional values. And so in addition to some smaller red flags, like he's been hurt in a previous relationship and I'm concerned about possible commitment issues. I'm worried about these signs. Is he wasting my time? By the way, I'm 21, he's 27. Do you know why I'm so sick of hearing? He's been hurt before. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that, does that make him special? Cause I'm pretty sure everyone has been hurt before. Literally is this? No, 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 no. Because you guys make this excuse. Like he's been hurt. I, I got my first heartbreak around six years old and you know what? I cowboyed the fuck up and I kept going on. I didn't use it as a weapon against everyone I've dated for the rest of my life. I've been divorced. Okay. I don't like spray that vibe on everyone else. It's weak and it's ridiculous. And you know what? You're making excuses for him to your own peril. The other phrase I'm tired of hearing, and I hear it about 10 times a day, he checks all of my boxes. And then you know what I go on to read? 200 words about how he actually checks none of the boxes. Like He's perfect. He's everything, except for he won't claim me publicly. I haven't met his mom. He doesn't follow through on things. He keeps me a secret. Why aren't those boxes? why aren't those some of your boxes? Why isn't respect the biggest box? Why isn't we're on the same page the biggest box? I don't give a fuck if he's tall and job secured. I mean, he should have that. But like those, those are the on paper boxes. And we think, and society tells us that, oh yeah, like I'm going to date this type. And if I have like X, Y, and Z traits, that's going to be a perfect relationship. And like you, of course you need that. But like, you also have to be on the same page, like I said, and you have to demonstrate the basic respect for someone. And if that, if there's not that, there's not anything. You know, if a guy doesn't respect you and if he's wasting your time, he could be six, eight, he could play in the NBA. It doesn't matter. You don't have a relationship there. And I understand, like, you want to know where this is going. So I do think a red flag is that the age difference. I don't know if you're still in school. If you, if you are still in school, he could be viewing you as a fun thing for now. But probably not a wife, serious girlfriend option. And that might be why he's not introducing you to his family. Consciously or unconsciously, he's compartmentalized you as temporary, you know? Especially if he ostensibly has a good relationship with his family. But the but like, okay, you know what? Let's say his family's crazy, because that, that's like a saying. You don't want to bring someone around that chaos. I get it. But then why aren't you his girlfriend? You know what I mean? Like the Those two things don't relate. They they are mutually exclusive. So if you want to know how he views you and where he's going, ask him. Ask him, hey, where do you see yourself at 30? Where do you see yourself next year? And he's like, I don't know, just like rocking and rolling. Okay, like this dude is a Peter Pan. Because at 27, again, consciously or unconsciously, a man is thinking about the next phase of his life. And I'm not saying he's like, marriage, kids, this isn't like the marriage age, but he's branching away from the things of his early 20s. And he's looking more towards the future. At least he should be. This is what a quality, healthy person is doing. Where's my career going? What city do I want to live in? You know, they've gotten a raise for the first time. They're moving up in their job. Like, where do they want to take their life as an adult man? And maybe he doesn't want to ask himself those questions. And therefore, he's going to date a 21-year-old girl who also isn't thinking about that right now. She's in a different life arena. She's not thinking like, where is my career going? What's the next phase of my career? Am I building a family? No, she's still having a good time. She's doing exactly what she should be doing. She's in a different phase, you know, which a normal phase. He might not be in the normal phase. You know, he might be immature. So do a little bit of asking. And if he doesn't have any answers about where he wants to take his life, He certainly does not have answers about where he wants to take your relationship and he will waste your time for as long as you let him. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.